Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And in this episode, I will be doing an NFL weekend roundup as far as the action from yesterday on Sunday. And also later in this episode, I will be doing a little bit of a preview of Monday Night Football, which is tonight. But first and foremost, I do want to get to the Lions game as I kick off the recap of yesterday's action as they defeated the Falcons 23 to 22 the Lions improved their record to three and three and are third in the NFC North while the Falcons fell to one and six in our last place in their division the Lions scored a touchdown as time expired as Matthew Stafford threw it to TJ Hawkinson a little bit before that play happened Todd Gurley had a touchdown in the rushing game for the Falcons as he scored but it probably might have been better if he didn't score because if he didn't score, then the Lions would have got the ball back and the Falcons probably would have won. But I understand you're a competitor and you're always taught to score. I mean, that's what happens in sports. You want to score points. But I also get it from the side of, hey, maybe you shouldn't have scored. But I saw it on the replay and it's tough because Todd Gurley had his momentum going forward. And it's hard to stop on a dime just like that split second and everything. So I could see he was visibly frustrated on the broadcast yesterday after the Lions scored and won the game. But it's one of those things where what can you do? Sometimes it doesn't go your way. And the Lions are 3-3. Three and three. They're in third, like I mentioned, in their division. And they probably won't catch the Packers or the Bears. But... They still give them the, themselves a shot, at least early in the season. They're at 500, and who knows if they get some momentum going and uh, continue on, then they have a shot at maybe squeaking in the playoffs. But I don't think that they will, ultimately. But crazier things have happened, and they do have some talent offensively. They have some really good, solid players. And then their defense has shown flashes of being okay. Obviously, they have a defensive-minded head coach in Matt Patricia, so that helps. But uh, we'll see what happens with them. And then the Falcons have a tough season. They lo- they won last week, but this week they weren't able to win. And then all the other weeks before last week, it's when they they were able to, to, to lose, unfortunately for them. Um and their tough season continues as they've already had a coaching change with Dan Quinn and are playing under an interim head coach. In the next game, the Browns defeated the Bengals 37-34. to The Browns are 5-2 and two and in third place in the AFC North. They are behind the Ravens and the Steelers. And then the Bengals are 1-5 and five and in fourth place in the AFC North. The Browns won the game, but they lost one of their best receivers, probably their best receiver, um, as also they have Jarvis Landry, but uh, Odell Beckham, they lost him to an injury as he tore his ACL as it was on an interception by Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham was trying to run down the player who intercepted it, and it was a non-contact injury it looked like on on the replay. So unfortunately, he'll, he'll be out for the season. On the flip side for the Bengals, Joe Burrow threw for over 400 yards, three touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and... He's going to be one of the better quarterbacks. He's already one of them in the league so far in his rookie year, and I foresee that to continue in future years. He's just a brilliant quarterback, and yeah, he's on a losing team, 
But uh, he's seen a lot of success so far in his football career, obviously being at LSU and playing well there, college ball. And now it's a little bit of a change as far as now I'm on a losing team, but that's what happens when you get picked. Number one, you're probably going to get picked by a not-so-good team that it's kind of rebuilding. So he's probably going to have some winning success in his future as far as that goes if he continues on and show it really well, which I think he will. And the odds of him being on winning teams in the future are, are likely because you think of a long NFL career, you're bound to be on a few winning teams. So he's just got to go through the unfortunate losing season and uh, just play well. And he should be on a good on a good track, that's for sure. Baker Mayfield, meanwhile, for the Browns, 297 yards passing, five touchdowns. As the Browns ultimately got it done against the Bengals. And it was a much closer game in this one than it was in their last meeting, which was earlier in the year on Thursday Night Football. As the, uh, the Browns won, but they won by a little bit of a bigger mar- margin than three. So the Bengals did a better job of keeping it close, but uh, ultimately it was for not. The Saints in the next game defeated the Panthers 27-24. to The Saints are 4-2 and two and in second place in the NFC South, while the Panthers are 3-4 and four and in third place in the NFC North. The Panthers have a quick turnaround as they will play this week on Thursday Night Football against the Falcons at home. The Bills in the next game defeated the Jets 18-10. The Bills are 5-2 and two and in first place in the AFC East, while the Jets are 0-7 and, and in fourth place in the AFC East. This game, the Bills got six field goals from their kicker, Tyler Bass, as it was the second week in the NFL where a team had six field goals. As last week, the Broncos got that out of their kicker, Brandon McManus, in their game against the Patriots last week. So... That's definitely kind of an interesting thing to to happen. But the Jets in this game got off to a little bit of an early lead. Not much of an early lead, but they still got off to a lead. But their offense continued to struggle. And unfortunately for them, there's a reason why they're 0-7. And that's one of the many reasons why is their offense is kind of inept. But uh, the Bills did a nice job hanging in there and playing Good football as far as they obviously would probably want to win, win by a better, better margin against the Jets who are struggling. But hey, in the NFL, it's a tough game. And these are NFL teams that you're going against. And a win's a win. And any team has some talent because they're an NFL team for a reason. So they're able to get it done. And yeah, the Bills maybe aren't at the level of the Chiefs as far as that goes as they lost to the, to the Chiefs uh, earlier in the season. But the Bills in other teams, like the Ravens and, and some others, where they're trying to stack up against the Chiefs, all they really have to worry about right now in the NFL season is just taking care of their own business. Now, if they get matched up against the Chiefs later on in the playoffs, then it's one of those things where you cross that bridge when you get there, so to speak. So the Bills are doing a good job focusing on them and doing their best and getting the job done. Especially they, they were able to come back and get a win, yeah, against the lesser Jets team. But it was a tough loss for them in the week before as they lost to the Chiefs. So they were able to get a nice rebound win. 
The Washington football team in the next game defeated the Cowboys 25 to 3. The Cowboys are 2 and 5 and in third place in the NFC East while the Washington football team is 2 and 5 and in second in the NFC East. The Cowboys obviously lost Dak Prescott with an injury earlier in the year. And then yesterday, their quarterback, Andy Dalton, had to come out of the game after a vicious helmet-to-helmet hit. And I know that a lot of people noted that the Cowboys didn't really have many players that kind of went after John Bostic as far as being mad at him and and that because he kind of went helmet-to-helmet at their quarterback and they didn't have a lot of players defending their quarterback. And I know Mike McCarthy and his availability after the game kind of alluded to that as far as we want players to back up our player who got hurt, unfortunately. And that was tough, but uh, that's one of those things that I kind of noticed is like the Cowboys don't really have like a fiery guy ever since Dak Prescott got hurt. They don't really have a guy that's kind of a little bit fiery. I mean, they have players who are competitive. Any player is a competitive player, but they don't have, a lot of that tough-mindedness as far as that goes and um, kind of a player that's able to really stick their nose in there and really show, hey, you you hurt our quarterback, and that's not cool. So um, hopefully for Andy Dalton, he gets better uh, sooner rather than later, and same for Dak Prescott. And uh, obviously in the NFL, unfortunately, injuries happen, and that's the tough part about the game. But uh, you hope all these players that unfortunately get hurt get back sooner rather than later and they get healthy. So the Steelers in the next game defeated the Titans 27-24. to The Steelers are 6-0 and in first place in their division, while the Titans are 5-1 and in first place in their division. The Steelers are the lone unbeaten NFL team left, and the tough Steelers defense only allowed Derrick Henry to uh, rush for 75 yards as Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the league and he was able to only get 75 yards, which is good for a Steelers defense. Obviously, with a good player like that, you know that they're going to get theirs, but you don't want him to break out. So he wasn't able to break out as far as having over 100 yards or anything like, like that. And then A.J. Brown... Their talented young wide receiver for the Titans had 153 yards receiving and and touchdown. While on the flip side for the Steelers, they got 80 yards and two touchdowns in the receiving game from the uh, Deontay Johnson, a young good receiver for them. So the Steelers are just a complete football team. They got big Ben Roethlisberger back this year from injury in past years where he was hurt, and he's playing well, and then they have James Conner is a really good running back, and then they have pretty good receiving game too. So uh, they're a complete team, and then they also have a really good defense. That's one of the best in the league, so that adds up to an undefeated team so far. In the next game, the Buccaneers defeated the Raiders 45-20. to The Buccaneers are 5-2 and and in first place in their division, while the Raiders are 3-3 three and three and in second place in their division. Tom Brady for the Buccaneers had five total touchdowns. The Buccaneers shut down a... Really good running back in Josh Jacobs. He only had 17 yards rushing, and their defense is one of the best in the league, the Buccaneers, and they were able to shut down the Packers' running game too with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon in last week's matchup too. Not that many rushing yards, so 
they're obviously a really good defense, the Buccaneers, and they're best among everything that they do well. Their best strong suit on defense, I think, is defending the run. They do a really good job against opposing running backs. In the next game, the 49ers defeated the Patriots 33-6. The 49ers are 4-3 and in fourth place in their loaded AFC West division. The Patriots are 2-4 and and in third place in the AFC East. The Niners had Jeff Wilson, their running back, rushed for 112 yards and two touchdowns. I saw New England. This is their worst start since 2000, which just goes to show you how dominant they've been in years past. Obviously, they don't want to have a tough start to their year, but they also have to feel good about their sheer dominance. I mean, back last year and the, all the years before when they had Brady on their team with Bill Belichick, they do a really good job of just being a dominant team, and maybe they're not dominant this year so far. But uh, I wouldn't count out Bill Belichick's team yet. I know that they're not in the playoff race right now, but if they rebound and play well, I mean, they do have Cam Newton, who's been kind of up and down. He's shown some good flashes, but also has been a little bit where he struggled. So if they rebound in the next weeks, that's one thing I know. Don't count out a Bill Belichick team. Yeah, they don't have Tom Brady anymore. And that was part of that whole saying as far as that goes. But uh, Bill Belichick is a, one of the best coaches in the league, and I think that he's going to try to get his team where they're playing better ball and hopefully for their sake get back into the playoff race. The Chiefs defeated the Broncos 43-16. to The Chiefs are 6-1 and in first place in their division. The Broncos are 2-4 and and in fourth place in their division. This was the Le'Veon Bell debut where he made his debut for the Chiefs, as they obviously signed him earlier after he got cut loose by the Jets. And he didn't make much of an impact in this game, but uh, he still is a solid running back. And I know some people said when they when they signed him, you know, they don't really need him necessarily, but it's one of those things where I agree with, with the whole thought of the rich get richer and Anytime you can add Le'Veon Bell, I mean, kind of got to do it. I know that he's he's a really good, talented running back, and they uh, added to their already really good offense with Le'Veon. And unfortunately, you never, ever, ever want this to happen. But injuries, the unfortunate reality is they happen in the league. It's a contact sport, and you don't want this to happen. But if an injury happens, then you're able to put Le'Veon Bell in in and he's able to do well so um for right now he's a backup to Clyde Edwards Hilaire and hopefully Edwards Hilaire for his sake continues to play well and continues to do really well and uh, stays healthy as as well as everybody else on their team and everybody else in the NFL so that's how that game played out and this is a game where the Chiefs were just are so much better than the Broncos and and they got the win. The Chargers defeated the Jaguars 39-29. The Chargers are 2-4 and four and in third place in their division, while the Jaguars are 1-6 and six in fourth place in their division. The Chargers quarterback, the rookie, Justin Herbert, threw for over 300 yards. In fact, he had 347 yards and three touchdowns, and he also rushed for 66 yards. And, yeah, the Chargers are on the outside looking into the playoffs, but at least they know they have a really good 
what looks to be like a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert as he's had a sensational year so far, and hopefully for his sake he continues. And then the Jaguars, yeah, they're one and six, but they do have some talented players on their roster. And I think the most talented on the roster right now is James Robinson. Week after week, he's rushing for high totals, and he's doing a good job in the running game. So uh, he's had a really strong season for them. The Cardinals on Sunday night football against the Seattle Seahawks won 37-34 to in overtime. The Seahawks are 5-1 and one and in first in their division, while the Cardinals are 5-2 and two and in second in their division. With Seattle's loss, like I mentioned before in this episode of my podcast, the Steelers are the only NFL team that's unbeaten left. Russell Wilson threw for 388 yards passing and three touchdowns, and he also had three interceptions, which is kind of unlike Russell Wilson, but hey, People are human, and sometimes they make mistakes. And this is a, you know, sometimes where Russell Wilson, yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But even he, even as good as he is, he makes a mistake here and there, as far as having an interception. So he's probably still the leader for the MVP race, I would say, as as far as that goes. Although Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, as I round out this episode of my podcast, is still in that mix for the MVP. Now we're still very early on in the NFL season. And uh, there's still a lot of time left in order to figure out that. But uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, Chris Carson left the game with an injury. He's one of the really talented running backs in the league and their best running back. Tyler Lockett had 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray had 360 yards passing, three touchdowns as well as 67 yards rushing. DeAndre Hopkins had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. The Cardinals almost let this game get away late as they pretty much iced their own kicker. And Zane Gonzalez, as on the broadcast, I could see Cliff Kingsbury, as good a coach as he is, he wasn't exactly paying attention at the moment of the game. So I think he had something else going on with his team that he was was doing. But then the play clock was getting low and they needed to kick the ball late in in the fourth quarter to try and win the game. And they called a timeout, and then Zane Gonzalez missed the field goal after the timeout. And actually, in the timeout field goal that they had, he made the field goal, but it didn't count because they called the timeout. So that was interesting to see. And then uh, it was one of those things where the Cardinals could have tried to get a little bit more yards. There was like 20 seconds or so on the clock, and they probably – could have tried to get a few more yards, but I think that they didn't want to risk a turnover maybe. So that was part of their thinking, but it was kind of weird to see them kick it where they could have kicked it later than what they did, but that's what happens. And they actually had it all work out for them as in the end, the missed field goal that sent it in overtime, Seattle won the toss but then Russell Wilson laid in overtime through an interception and it was around midfield. So the rookie uh, player for the Cardinals, their first round pick um, Simmons from Clemson was able to uh, return it. And then they were only had to get a little bit more uh, yardage. And then it was in Zane Gonzalez's range. And then he ended up kicking the field goal to win the game. So all I got to say after watching that game too, is please, more Seahawks versus Cardinals 
games between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray as, as well as the other players in, on the teams because they're really good matchups. And I know that that's obviously going to happen because they're in the same division. So you'll get them at least twice a year, if not more, if they match up in the playoffs. So that was definitely a, a really good game to watch. That's for sure. And then the Packers defeated the Texans 35 to 20. The Packers are five and one in first place in their division, while the Texans are one and six and in, in third place in their division. The Packers got a nice bounce back win after last week's loss to the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers had 283 yards passing and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams had 196 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Malik Taylor and Jay Sternberger had the other two receiving touchdowns for the Packers. Jamal Williams was their starter in this one because Aaron Jones, unfortunately, couldn't go due to injury. And the Packers, again, were smart with playing the long game with their players and knowing that they're probably going to get in the playoffs. So they want players to be healthy for that instead of rushing them back. And they know that they have a lot of talent around those players too, that they can be able to get by without them. So they did that with Devontae Adams playing it cautious. And now he's back and looks to be hundred percent. And they did it again with Aaron Jones as hopefully he gets healthy and back to hundred percent. And also David Bakhtiar, their best offensive lineman one of the best tackles in the game he wasn't playing in this game because of injury and hopefully he gets healthy so um it just is one of the many reasons why the Packers are as dominant as they are and Jamal Williams had 77 yards and the other uh touchdown for the Packers next for the Packers they have the Vikings at home on Sunday coming up later in this week and on the flip side for the Texans Deshaun Watson threw for over 300 yards passing and two touchdowns. And then former Packer Randall Cobb led the receiving game for the Texans. And I just want to take a moment here to talk about how dominant Jair Alexander is the Packers cornerback. He is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and it shows game after game as last week. He was matched up last week being yesterday. He was matched up against one of one of the game's best. I mean, maybe not elite receiver, but still a really good receiver, Will Fuller. And Will Fuller only had three catches on in the game. And he's been able to hold other talented wide receivers, one other best wide receivers in the game, Calvin Ridley earlier in the season, among others, to hardly anything. I mean, he just shows... He's a lockdown corner, and that's really good to see. And he's a guy that's got a lot of swagger to him, too. He, he plays with a lot of swagger. And he's just a one of the many guys. I, I'm i a Packer fan, as you all know, so I, I love watching him play. And he's just taking my Packer fandom away. Like, he's just a really good player and seems like a really good guy, too. So it's, it's good to see him having continued success. And then uh, as we round out this episode of my podcast, I do want to give a Monday Night Football a little bit of a preview um, as that's tonight as it's Bears against the Rams from SoFi Stadium, which is one of my favorite NFL stadiums in the league. It's obviously brand new, and I I just love watching games at SoFi Stadium. Um, Additionally to Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders' new stadium, I like watching games there and then other stadiums too, but those are probably the two favorite stadiums of mine that aren't the Packers stadium, which is Lambeau field, which obviously is the best stadium in my opinion, in football Lambeau field 
historic and everything and for my favorite team too. So, but in this preview for the Bears Rams game, the Bears are 5 and 1 and in second place in their division while the Rams are 4 and 2 in a third place in their loaded NFC West division. I'm going to predict the Rams get the win in this one, although I could see it going either way. I could see the Bears winning too. But uh I think that the Rams will win. If the Bears win, though, I believe they're the first seed right now in the playoffs if that happens. So I know it's still a lot of football left, and as a Packer fan, I don't necessarily want to see that. But the Packers are much farther behind the Bears. They're 5-1 and one and just right with the Bears. So um, I don't, I'm not worried about that. But um, And there's a lot of season left, so a lot to play out there. But uh, it should be a good game as far as it'll be the Bears' real good defense going up against Sean McVay's Rams' innovative and effective offense. Effective most cases, they are. And the Rams uh, coming in the game 10th in offense while the Bears are 29th in offense. And then the Bears are tied for 7th in defense and the Rams are 5th in defense. So as you can see, the the Bears are really good, like I mentioned, in defense. They're 7th and then their offense isn't so good they're 29th and they're kind of it's hard for them to score points on offense I mean they do but it's harder for them as Nick Foles is he's all right as a quarterback but he's kind of more of a game manager right now like yeah he shows some flashes in some games where he can throw for 250 300 yards but there's a lot of the games where he's more of a game manager so um, it'll be interesting to see in the game I think it should be a good one and I'll be watching in addition to everybody else, whoever watches the game, hopefully some of you listeners too, um, and everything. So that'll about do it for this episode of Big A's Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle, and I hope that you've enjoyed all my shows up until this point, this episode, and all my future shows. Uh, I encourage you all to spread the word about my show. I'm always looking to get more listeners. I've had a lot of listening support so far, and I can't thank you all enough for it and i look forward to continue in addition for uh, other listeners to climb aboard as any podcaster wants as many listeners as they can get and that's always what i'm striving to do so uh thank you all again very much and i look forward to talking with you all again very very soon